Um, I feel like I feel like you're a lot more worried about uh, me having a baby than I am. Maybe I'm terrified of everybody having a baby. I know, but I appreciate your excitement. I feel like you're yeah. you and Emma are the most excited people. Like even more so than Deanna and I. About. I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I'm excited about it and stuff, but like I'm also I don't. Maybe it's because I'm not a. Uh, maybe it's because I'm like a super impulsive person, but or super this, this like live in the moment impulsive choice kind of thing. But I'm just right. I'm not too worried about it. Like it's gonna suck, but like there's nothing I can do to prepare <laughs> for the first three months of having a baby. So you could have not had the baby. But why would I want to do that? Then you couldn't. Then you couldn't be a, a sort of uncle. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's I man. Even you telling me that just filled me with fear. Oh, you don't even have to do anything. You just have to be cool. I mean, okay, that I can do. But now I'm really like pressure. Like, what if I'm not cool enough? What if I? What if the baby thinks that I'm super cool, but I'm actually no? You're going to be like the baseline child. of cool for this kid. Don't do that. What do you mean? Why not? Because I am a terrible role model for cool things. That's not true. I mean, I'm I'm flattered, but oh I mean, my look God. at look at me. You're so much cooler than I am. I don't think that's true. Hello and welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Lilja, and with me this week is Devin Sloan. Um, Chase and uh, uh, Ian couldn't make it this week because Chase is busy floating away in a raft and Ian had some personal business. Um, so I'm here with my friend Devin who uh, works for a company that he founded in, and, and runs called Convergence Media Lab where they make really dope 3D models and that kind of thing. I do. I try. At least. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, so Devin, I heard that uh, uh, you are a fan of the Queen song, Killer Queen. Yeah, I am. I totally am. I I'm also sorry. like. I also like the arcade cabinet that is that is called that. I haven't played it, but I'm but interested. it looks really cool. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, it reminds me a lot of that uh, that uh, that X Men arcade, except hopefully it takes less of your quarters than that one. Yeah, well, because originally games... <laughs> like, arcades were like the original freemium games, right? They were designed to, like, just suck quarters down so you have to spend as much as possible on them. They did, and I think you probably ended up spending more money over more time uh, on those than you did on regular video games, except oh, yeah. if you didn't like the arcade machine, you could try it out really easily and get rid of it, whereas you definitely can't do that on a $60 video game anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. you could play it for five minutes, and then when it asks you the next quarter, you'd be like, screw that. But the really fun yep. part about all those games was, um, uh, 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 the I guess, the parlance for it now is local multiplayer. Yep, yep. And I still I still like that. I think, uh, I think there's a pretty good attraction. I, I don't think that, like, kids these days have as much appreciation for it as we did, because we grew up playing, like, console games next to each other, but I still appreciate it. Chase is going to be really mad he can't be part of this conversation because he basically grew up and cut his teeth with computers and video games playing uh, Halo uh, multiplayer, local multiplayer. Yep, yep. And that was fun, too. I remember that back in the day. I think um, the most multiplayer fun that I've probably had, though, is is like Mario Kart. Yeah, absolutely. Man, Yeah, you go to enough parties and uh, eventually somebody's going to break out the Mario Kart. Yeah, in all honesty, it's it's great, and like uh, like the sixty four one, you can just get for free and plug 
plug controllers into your computer and play it. It's great. You can plug controllers into your computer? Yeah, I know. With a USB, it's it's amazing. Uh, or you can just Bluetooth, you know, Xbox controller into it, whatever. Right, right. Or you can really fancy get the old WaveBirds going. Because now there's that yeah. uh, attachment for the, the Wii U where you can plug USB stuff. It's got a USB on one end and then the old GameCube controller on the other. Glorious. So what is it about co-op games that makes them, like, local together co-op games that makes them more compelling? I don't know. I think for me it's, uh, it's like, yelling at yelling at the people that you're playing with. I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to, like, yell at them over Skype, which right. I definitely have an appreciation for, as you know. Um, yes. But, like, having a person, having a person, like sitting there beside you as you're as you're doing it is just is just really enjoyable especially if you get like a bunch of like sweaty nerds in one room there's just uh there's something about the atmosphere of that that's just super fun when i was a uh when i was an ra in college um that's how i used to bond with my residents was by uh murdering them brutally in mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> super satisfying especially so, like as a ca it was my jo- i mean as an ra it was my job to be the best at Mortal Kombat. I took pride in it. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when your future wife would come in and complain that you weren't doing your homework, you could say you were actually just do, training for your job, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, she was there a lot, though. I'll, I'll admit that. She would, like, sit there and be, like, rolling her eyes at me, you know, like, yelling at my residence and stuff. I could get did away guys, with it, though. Did you guys bond over that together? Was that part of your courtship process? Me and me and Deanna, yeah, that uh, that definitely happened on a few occasions, uh, but it has mostly stopped because Deanna also hates losing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that why I married her too, because she's like so competent. But you know, right? You know what I mean? Right? Does that does like? So I, I feel like part of it when you're playing together is that when you do lose a game, it's much less painful. Like if I'm playing somebody online in Rocket League and I lose a game to them, I am like furious with myself. The, the world cannot be worse. But if I'm playing with like Taylor or with Colin or something like that and uh, I lose a game, I'm like, all right, that, that's fine. That was fun. I just had a good time. And like I can see how happy the person I'm playing with is for having beaten me that it, uh, it, it sort of makes it much more interesting and, and, yeah, and, and less think- painful. I think that's true. I think there's a, I think there's a parallel there between um, having a conversation with someone and sort of understanding how they um, how they feel, as opposed yeah. to having like an email conversation where you can't you don't really get the context of it. So like you can you can see and you can feel how they're acting when they're in the room with you a lot better than you can do that online. Even even if you have audio turned on, I think yeah. I think you can I think you can tell better. Yeah, you know, it, it, compared to a conversation is actually really interesting. I that's a really cool way of thinking about it and I like that a lot. I wonder how much like you know, body language gets involved in it too. Right? Like if you can sort of have that sense of how the person next to you is, is sitting up in their chair, or sitting down or relaxing or how they're moving around. If they're like in a really intense moment, you can sort of like see that in how they're doing, even if you can't, even if they're not saying anything to you. Right. Yep. I, uh, I've gotten to the point where, uh, if I'm playing an online game, the only way that I'll do it is if I am playing and talking to a person yeah. that I know. So like I used to play Starcraft single player, which might be a bad example because StarCraft is a freaking hard game. But uh, I used to play StarCraft multiplayer by myself versus people on the internet. And the maddest I've ever gotten playing video games was with that. Whereas, you know, if I play another game or even if I play StarCraft in, in twos with someone, um, I am a lot more calm and a lot more uh, let it go about mm-hmm. it than I am if I'm, um, if I'm alone. 
I noticed the same thing with Rocket League. I've been playing a lot of doubles, and I used to play that only with Colin and only if we were on a call together. Um, and now I started playing it independently, and I get way angrier at my teammates playing solo than what I do with Colin. And maybe it's because I, like, I know Colin, and I know he's better than me, so when he screws up, I like that's fine. If he couldn't do it, then I definitely could have. But I think a big part of it, too, is it's much closer to actually sitting together on the couch, and it's like really impossible to get mad at somebody for being bad at a video game when you're looking them in the eyes. That's true. So I guess I guess the question in that case would be how much of it is um, is there's less uh, there's less um, I don't know um, I, I don't even know what the right word for this is but like less importance attached when you're playing with somebody like is that because of the game mode that you're in with somebody is it because you have a teammate is it because you're friends with your teammate like what separates uh, what separates that from some from sitting there and playing it by yourself like what makes you less angry about that what do you think i don't i think it's at least for me it's because i know there's another person there and i can actually see like you know like a grown-ass person i can see how my words and everything actually affect them um mm-hmm. and, and my actually you're also like, you're also friends with that person too so you can't get away with just like yelling at them like a, right right like a jerk too but even with a stranger like if i I, if I was playing against somebody like in an arcade and just like happened to walk up the machine and kick my ass, like it'd be like kind of frustrating, but at the same time it'd be sort of impre- like this sort of uh, uh, like serendipitous moment where some guy comes up and is just like, look how good I am at this game, kick my ass. And then he's not going to be, presumably no one's going to be a dick about it and I might be hurt, but I'm not going to be like angry at them in the same way that I might, if I was just playing online and instead of there being an actual human being there, it was just like an avatar on a screen and a, and some sort of sassy Skype name or steam name. Yeah. And to an extent, I agree with you on that, but I'm not sure that um, I'm not sure that's compl- I, I'm not sure that's everything to it because, uh, like, thinking back to when I was uh, I was playing uh, intramural hockey, I got really pissed off when I was playing that. But then again, I wasn't actually talking to the people while I was doing it, so I don't know. Like, I think uh, I think that might be an interesting uh, an experiment to do to see what what. Um, I don't know what factors into uh, your reaction to to video games, like what makes people angry and stuff, that and how that would how would that would af- how that would affect uh, aggression and how that like aggression that kids get from video games. Like, are they less aggressive if they're playing with their friends, or are they more aggressive right. if they're playing alone, or what? You know, I'm going to pass that along to Chase since he's our resident uh, 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 video game research guy. Yeah, I think also only here. If only he's, he's gonna be seriously, he's yeah. gonna be very upset to find out that we talked about this. Sorry, Chase. I'm <laughs> well, not sorry. I'm not sorry either. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the competitive aspect too, or like like playing against somebody. But I think also playing with somebody, like when you're on the same team. So, so there's like solo. There's playing with somebody, and there's playing against somebody, right? And I think playing against and with somebody are similar but different in a lot of important ways. Um, this Killer Queen game is uh it's a perfect example i don't really know how it works the videos don't make it really clear but what the videos do make clear is that it we is should, uh, super fun we should totally link it yeah it'll uh, be down linked below so that, okay good. um it's a 5v5 cooperative arcade game um and you like it looks sick it does and it looks like the sort of game where you really need good team coordination to actually be skillful at it and i think that makes it more fun than if it was just like you know, five people sitting around playing a game online together and getting good at it, right? Because you all have to be there. You all yep. gather on the screen. It's like this dark space, and you're competing against other people who are just on the other side of you. So, like when when they win or they get they do something right, they get a point, or whatever. Like everybody gets real excited about it. 
and they're real upset about, about it. Yep. Right. Or real <laughs> upset about it too. It's like, and there's this tense moment when you're all like standing there, you know, like we're just like, we seem to do one thing, right. We have to have the perfect amount of coordination. And everybody's like holding their breath. And then finally something happens and everybody goes crazy. Yep. That's definitely true. It would be, it would be really interesting to see if, uh, see how the dynamics would change if we took regular multiplayer games that we play today and we put it all into the same space with each other. But I guess that's what a LAN party is for the most part. Yeah, I was about part, to say, right? yeah, yeah, that's what a LAN party is. And yeah, so we should play uh, we should play Overwatch at a LAN. That would be really good. That'd be really good. Mm. Mm. Because that's that's really sort of the same the same concept there is everybody has their own part and they have to be doing it and like you get really close to it, you're like right, right. at the end the payload almost lands and you're like, nope. Yeah, that's yeah, so right. frustrating. <laughs> and even in those games too, I think Overwatch is actually we could be talking about that game so much in this podcast, but I think it's probably one of the best multiplayer games out there right now because of how well it makes like how it reduces toxicity, but also how it makes things feel much more like you're actually in the same room together. Um because yep. there's like in lots of games I haven't felt that sort of moment of um like the 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 build up the hold your breath like everything like everything is riding in this last moment and then when it goes right or when it goes wrong and the entire room or channel or whatever goes totally crazy like i have in overwatch yep, yep. that's definitely true and i think uh, a big part of that is the six player dynamics like the other the other big multiplayer game that i used to play uh i guess counter strike doesn't count uh is is starcraft and i like i keep going back to that yeah. but for me like that that game was just like Maybe it's because I sucked at it, but it was just like so so much more frustrating than Overwatch is. Like Overwatch for me, um, at least when I'm not playing competitive, is like a really relaxing, like a good time had. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you're also getting like the really competitive stuff out of it too. It's like it's such a good it's such a good blend that I haven't I haven't got close to in another game. And I think I think. Um, it would be even more fun if we were if we were playing it sort of in the same in the same space together. Right. We should do that. We should do it. <laughs> um that would actually that'd be really cool. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know if Overwatch could support it, but I'm sure we could hack it together somehow. Um I think so it got me thinking too about Sorry, there's a truck going by. We're on the ninth floor <laughs> of a building and it sounds like it's right outside my window. <laughs> I know. I, I'm I'm kind of impressed myself. Was that an airplane? What was that? Jesus. What a cool guy. <laughs> what a cool guy. All right, so what I was going to say is um, uh, uh, one of the interesting things about an arcade, and I think this replicates like a party situation or that kind of thing, um, is um, uh, 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 the audience that you build up. Right, I remember playing. Um, was it Drawful? I think it was Drawful at your Christmas party, and like the people just standing around watching. And even though they weren't playing, there were only four of us oh, playing the dude, game. Dude, it was Quiplash. It was totally. It was Quiplash. It was great because like we were all cracking up and having a good time, and like everybody was getting in on it, and it was a lot of fun, even though we weren't. Everybody was playing, but you all felt like you were part of it. Yep. Yep. And like there now, there's those sort of audience features, right? Yeah, that, that get built into it too. So even if you're not actually playing the game, you can still vote. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think those kind of games is like so like we do have arcades and barcades and that sort of thing like making a resurgence now. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, the Jackbox games are like the modern equivalent of uh, of an arcade cabinet now. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Because, yeah. because, like, I mean, you can do multiplayer, but, like, now the graphics are getting so so high-end and stuff that when the developers are making the game, they feel like they're sacrificing too much of the art assets that they're putting into it mm-hmm. to allow for four-player multiplayer being on a screen. Right. Whereas with the really simple games, um, like Drawful or like, um, or like Quiplash or Fibbage or whatever... Um, everybody gets gets involved with it, and there's not a ton of graphics to put on the screen, so you can have like a lot more people playing. And I think I, it's funny you mentioned the graphics because I think for a lot of people, like really shiny graphics and stuff like that, is what makes it fun for people to play, or at least it's a big part of the experience. And with games like this, and what like arcade games, and especially like arc- barcades like Updown, which specialize not in like modern arcade cabinets, but like the really old school ones that like clearly have been like pulled out of the dump and restored, and it's old like eight and sixteen bit games and stuff like that. Like these places are really exciting and popular, not because the graphics are really amazing, but because uh, 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 you get to play like these games that are just distilled down to the gameplay and you get to play with somebody else so it doesn't have to be really shiny and amazing and beautiful looking because you're playing a fun game with another person yeah it's all about it's all about creating that atmosphere in there right. and like i think uh i think kids act like they're drunk and now that we're all adults we can actually be drunk and that's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh and i think i think that's an important at least uh, at least to an extent an important aspect in you know, getting everybody together and it creating that atmosphere that yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps you loosen up, right? But like, it yeah. wouldn't be the same if you didn't have something fun to do with each other, and it doesn't have to be like sit around and play like Halo Four with the dope mo- or like Call of Duty with the cool graphics or anything. You just be like, let's hang around and play four play Pac Man and just like spend four hours playing this game and like building up grudges and having them knocked down and teaming up against our friends and that kind of thing. So, uh, so go through what you think the the history of arcade cabinets are, and why they lost popularity, and why they've gained popularity again. Like, what do you think factors? What do you think factors into that? Okay, so in my head, it goes like early arcade cabinets, Nintendo arcade cabinets, uh, and then question mark, question mark, question mark, and then it's like the 1980s, and arcades are everywhere, and people love it, and Tron, and 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 stuff like that. And then question mark, question mark, question mark. And then it's 2015, and I'm at one for my bachelor party. Um, You're at one for your bachelor party, yeah. Yeah. I, I so, really like, what, what kind of stuff do you think factored into that? Do you think prices is a big thing? I wonder. I think it's, it's a combination of nostalgia for these things. So, people, there's a market for them again. And video games sort of moving from, like, the thing that the geeks and nerds did to becoming fairly mainstream um, okay, in that, like, part. Even if you don't play like a console game or hardcore PC games or whatever like that, like everybody plays like Candy Crush or something on their phone, right? And so everybody is sort of familiar with how video games work and the metaphors and stuff like that. And then you put, you take all that, you take the market, you take the cheap cabinets because nobody, the, the market was gone for them, but right, so you could pick them up pretty cheaply and restore them. If now you I them. bet they're now I bet they're getting yeah, way more, expensive more expensive again. But you have like all these elements, you bring them together and you toss it in a bar. And then you make it easy for people to get access to it, and you make it cheap for people to do it. I think now you you have like this critical mass of people really getting into it. I, I bet we're going to start to see more stuff like Pat, Pac-Man Battle Royale and uh, Killer Queen coming up. I I sure hope so. Like I would love I would love to see some sort of new arcade video games being in those yeah, arcades. Yeah, like, really Do you think there'll be a like a market or a company that'll come along and be like, yeah, we do that again? I wonder. Or, or uh, beyond that, I know that arcades are still really popular in Japan, so it'll be right. interesting to see if a lot of those companies uh, come across the pond and s- sort of create them for American audiences. That big old pond, the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think 
that's an interesting. So I wonder. I, I would bet it's going to be mostly for right now, like indie developers, like Killer Queen. But then you know, there's at, at up down here, there's the um, uh, the Wreck It Ralph or what's it called? It, the, it's the game from Wreck It Ralph. Fix It Felix. They have a Fix It Felix. Felix Fix It Felix cabinet here, like an actual like retro style one, all the way that. And Disney apparently made a bunch of these um, and sold them to arcades. So uh, is I couldn't tell. Is that a, is that is that something that came out after the movie, or or is that an old game that they made the movie about? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I th- I'm pretty sure it was a game they made up for the movie that they then made cabinets for. I I wonder. I think uh, I think that 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 might be something. I'm gonna have to look up now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I right here. Um, it was. It's. Yeah. No. It was. They made it up for the movie. Man, they did a really good job really making did. that cabinet look vintage. Yeah, no it's kidding. Like it's, it's like uh, it's like came pre dinged up or yeah. It, <laughs> I know it actually. It's and like the graphics and everything. Yeah, they must have scuffed it it's up because it's totally indistinguishable from like the actual like vintage eighties ones next to it. Yeah. So there's like, so there's the indie game. There's like these sort of special event sort of things like that. But then also, I think you might see companies like Namco with huge presences in Japan. Uh, realizing that now that the market is sort of warming up the United States, they can start shipping stuff they already had in Japan over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see. But I think one thing that they're really going to have to take into consideration is that the American audience is, is different than, um, than what their Japanese audience is over there. Right, like totally. I was just reading this morning about how they are still making new dance dance revolution arcade cabinets, over there it just it's just like gone on forever whereas i don't think that's as much of a thing there like i mean they could just bring over the cabinets that they already have right but i think what they need to do is they need to apply um they need to apply sort of american i don't want to call it values that sounds super pretentious but values right no, <laughs> um, i know what you mean it's to, like the- to the infrastructure that they already have for making for making those kind of games yeah um so Idle Thumbs, a great podcast, which, which which I love very much. Um they're a bunch of video game developers and they play this crazy game called Multi Bowl. I don't know if you've seen this. Um I have not. So it, it, it requires a little backstory. Multi or I'll send it to you. I got the link, it's gonna be easier. Um so the way it works is uh so they they use MAME. It's basically it's WarioWare with MAME games. And uh for those of you who don't understand what that sentence means, MAME is a emulator specifically for old school arcade games oh um, yeah to the 70s and 80s and 90s and warioware was this crazy game that nintendo released a while back where uh you would have it was just like a bunch of they called them micro games there must have been like 500 of them and you have to complete them as fast and as accurately as you could and they were like simple things like shoot an arrow and all you had to do was like the arrow would be sliding back and forth on the bottom of the screen and you had to press a so it would hit the target and that was it. I uh, I did a little bit of WarioWare back in the day. It's sort of uh, it's also sort of like Mario Party. Mario Party yeah. is probably one of those um, in between sort of arcade arcade games. Like yeah. I think I think Actually, a big part of it for me at least for for how I think the history of arcade cabinets went is I think a lot of it probably had to do with price and the kids that grew up sort of playing with these originally turned into adults yeah. who could buy the video game and rather than right. having to go out to the arcade you can play the video game in your house now and like instead of spending you know however much it costed on an arcade cabinet you know like five thousand dollars or whatever you can have an xbox for like what two hundred fifty dollars or whatever or three hundred dollars now right it, and you can get all the games yeah. you want on that thing too 
Exactly. You don't even have to like leave your house. Now you can just download the video games and have it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to take a break? I do. Hey, it's me, your old buddy, Andrew Lilja. You might be wondering, why did Andrew stop that really interesting and fascinating podcast about arcades to talk to me? Well, I'll tell you, friend. The reason is that we have a fun, exciting new email address. You can email us at hello at interface.fm. Please email us. Please. It's so empty. It's so sad. I wake up every morning and check it, and my clicks echo throughout the empty inbox. The only thing that can fill the gaping void in my heart is your emails. So send your emails to hello at interface.fm. Um, so did you hear about this guy? Shoot. Was it Scott ba- Bayo? No. Isn't he an actor? There's, I think it was... Yeah, that's American actor. Yeah, he was Chachi. That's right. Um, no. So there's this guy who um, raised his kid uh, starting with like old school video games. Like, like oh, Mario yeah. I did read about that. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Hold on, let me find it with the old school. And like his kid, you know, sort of grew up learning games the same way that he did too. And then by the end of it, he was like super good at video games. And it was Andy Bao, 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 Andy Bao. Um, and like by the end of it, his kid was like super into into like hardcore games and not the baby games and stuff like that. So he's playing like a lot of these really intense roguelikes and getting really really good at them. Yep. Um. I think uh, I think that works out pretty well because if like the only exposure they have is to to video games is like the old shit, um, then they're not going to be like I want to play Call of Duty or I don't want to play right. this game because I played Call of Duty or whatever, you know those thirteen year olds turn into. <laughs> right, but um, yeah, I know stupid yeah. kids, whatever. Yeah, stupid kids. <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, I kind of want that. I kind of want that for for my for my kid as well. Like, I don't think there's any chance of them not turning into a huge nerd. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I know. So, like, I don't know. Like playing playing Minecraft and stuff. Like, Minecraft is another game that is tremendously more fun when you're playing oh it yes. with people. Like, if you're just playing in a world, you know, by yourself, it's like, what's the point of this? Even if even if you build something and you're like, oh, I can take a picture of it or whatever, yeah. um, it's it's a lot more satisfying to have somebody go through and look at what you've done in right. a video game as opposed to just like having it there for yourself. Actually, Minecraft is a really interesting point because it, it's like, um, so okay. So first, I want to talk about Andy Bayo's kid real quick. I, I was okay, just thinking, sorry. I was just thinking, like, I wonder because a lot of the old school games he plays are ones that are implicitly multiplayer like same screen council co-op so i wonder if like he so he's got really good at, like these roguelike style games which are all like procedurally generated really brutally difficult that like if you screw up once it punishes you intensely i wonder if also he's sort of developed a real love for sharing games with people especially since he played a lot of them with his dad nearby uh, i mm-hmm. think that's a really cool way of sharing games with somebody like that yeah yeah and that uh that that's something that i also got a lot of man one of the, one of my favorite things about being an r a uh was having people across the hall that you can sort of play video games and stuff with right it was like that was easily my favorite favorite part of it or even not even not even necessarily being an r a but just having friends so like when i lived uh when i lived junior year um i was on a f- floor full of huge nerds. Hi, nerd friends. Um, <laughs> they know who they are, uh, and and I got so into 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 games in like just a completely different way than I than I do it now, and it's something that I really miss. And I think a lot of it was because they were 
right there in front of me most of right. the time so that you can right. just go back and forth with it. Like that's when I that's when I started playing Minecraft was was actually junior year and I have such fond memories of playing Minecraft because I was playing it I was playing it with those people and I still go back to it. So, anyway, so sorry, am I am I I keep going to Minecraft. I'm sorry. This is, like, no, it's okay. Can, Minecraft is Minecraft is a perfect example because I learned so I learned about Minecraft from an online friend of mine, and then we would play. We did, it was so weird because we never played multiplayer together. I think this might have been an alpha before multiplayer was even a thing that existed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we wouldn't play together at the same time, but we like build a ton of stuff and then share what we built with each other, and we would like send each other the maps and that kind of thing, so we could explore each other's creations uh, even if we couldn't do it together. And that was always a lot of fun. Yeah, that was back during the uh, back during the alpha, right? Yeah, that was so long ago. That was when there was still like, that crazy minecart glitch where you could like put two of them next to each other and they would speed each other up. So <laughs> I made these intense, uh, uh, um, oh god, uh, 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 subway systems out of minecarts with like, like inventory and stuff like that. It was I, I I'm going to make you feel old here, but I've been playing since before there were minecarts in Minecraft. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. I was one of like the original gangsters of. Damn. Okay. Yeah. You got me beat there. Yeah. So me and me and another friend would uh, we'd we just like build huge blocks of dynamite, just like going to into uh, like god mode, and then just put down crap tons of dynamite and just like nuke worlds. And and it got to the point where we had to agree not to do that anymore because we right. like invest a lot of time into building a world and then we'd be like starting to play with dynamite and it would get progressively larger and larger to the point where it's just like a barren wasteland of dynamite that's that's so that's like a perfect example of what makes playing with somebody else so much fun is like Mm -hmm. you can do dumb stuff like that and it's still really enjoyable it is it is and um like making his computer crash oh man (laughs) mm, glorious glorious so minecraft is minecraft is really interesting in that um Rather than competing against each other, I think it's like honestly the quintessential co-op game. At least, oh my god! At least in vanilla. Totally. Yeah, well, and it's what's so fascinating about it is that it's a game where the only thing you get to do is create. There's abs- there's no conflict. There's nothing like that. All it is is just like you hanging out with your friends and building stuff. Hmm. That's true. There's That's a, true. There's a New Yorker cover from uh, looks like June of last year, and it's two kids on a playdate. And they're playing Minecraft together, facing away from each other. Like, one is on the desktop computer, and the other one is playing on a laptop. And, like, I think it's supposed to be a little tongue-in-cheek, like, look how te- look how far we've fallen. But I think it's really cool, and I think it's a really great example of how, like, co-op games can re- can take the place of, like, other... It's just, like, you know, you different toys and stuff like that. It's just another toy. It's another way of engaging with people. But because it's implicitly social, at least for kids these ways, it, like, it, it builds a lot more than just, like, hanging out by yourself on a computer together. That's true. Um, it's really interesting to see how Minecraft has gone from um, being sort of like a video game that kids play together. Like I, I'm, I just don't understand Minecraft Lego. Am I am I crazy no. here and thinking like no? It's supposed to, Minecraft is is like Lego on the computer. Just leave it there. But no, kids are like eh, it's like Lego. I want to have real I know. Minecraft. I don't. The only thing I think of is for kids who like cannot get enough of Lego. They like will play. Uh, my, or who can't get enough of Minecraft, they'll play uh, 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 with the Minecraft Legos instead. It's yeah, a Minecraft Ouroboros. Their parents will like kick them off the computer. It's like, go play a Lego or something, and they're like, right. still playing Minecraft. More Minecraft, I know. <laughs> there was actually uh, a really cool thing I saw that was like, it wasn't minifig scale, it was like mini Minecraft sets for Lego. 
And it was really cool because I really like the idea of having like a physical Minecraft. Like, that's that'd be really cool for like 3D printing and that kind of thing. So you could 3D print the individual blocks in Lego style format of the Minecraft world that you've built. That would be dope. Oh, that would be dope. Or or even HoloLens stuff. So like actually you being the character within, or just like VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. VR the HoloLens is HoloLens kind of. Mm, we can talk about that another time. Okay. Um, I I haven't I haven't actually used it, but. I saw no, the, me neither. The Microsoft thing. With it, yeah. It's super. It's a cool idea. Whatever. That's a that's a different conversation for a different day. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about as we were talking about all these things is how similar the experience I have playing uh, like local co op video games is to my experience of playing board games with people. That is also really true. That is like Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons like, and Dragons. That, that like, one time. That one time we played it. Like that was the first time I've ever had fun playing Dungeons and Dragons, mostly because the people I used to play with were lame. But, like, playing with <laughs> you guys and, like, the stupid stuff that would happen and those villagers that you named and then killed. Right. Uh, oh, my God, those poor guys. Uh, no, I was just playing the guitar for them, man. <laughs> <laughs> but what's so good about that is, like, we're all together playing this game and having – that's because it's, it's building an experience. It really is. And, like – the nice thing about the nice thing about Dungeons and Dragons that you can't necessarily do as easily in video games is just have like completely off the wall, right? It's like the, the the thing that separates Dungeons and Dragons, and I think that makes it fun, is that the players are the people that are inventing what can happen. It's not it's not strictly guided by the people who made the game, right? Right. Yeah. Um, that's and that's so. And so, board games are a little different because they're less freeform, right? They're more like video games in that sense. But that's also I think what makes it really good and what makes a board game more interesting than a single player game or anything like that is because even though you're, you're within these rules, that forces you to be creative in ways you otherwise wouldn't be. And then the experience you create is one of playing the game and then also the things that go on outside of the game. So like yeah. it's the conversation and the table talk and everything else that goes on like that. Yeah. And so how games, I think, Oh, sorry, go on. Finish. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that um, I think I think there's I think there's also a parallel there. I'm sorry uh, to Minecraft in that it's the players that are sort of setting up the rules for what's going to happen in the world. Like, right. You know, you can you can make the building. So I guess my question would be, uh, how interesting would it be if arcades started having those open ended kind of games? In it? Oh, holy shit! Like could, so like a, like a like a Minecraft. That'd be and really cool. It would be. Mm, that would be so cool. Yep. But like then, you, then you'd have like random people coming in and messing with your stuff. So I think there'd have to be a, a new sort of set of rules for exactly what that would look like. You couldn't just put Minecraft in an arcade and expect it to go super well. So like, or maybe you could, and it would, and that'd be awesome. That's true. Hmm. That would be that would be interesting to just like set up some computers and and like a barcade or something like that and then just see what kind of bad shittery happens. <laughs> if No Man's Sky was like actually as good as I promised, how dope would that be to like have like four player like same screen or like local No Man's Sky going on? You could like that explore this amazing. crazy galaxy together and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um. I think yeah. I think there's potential there. I think uh, I think that might be something people should. Should explore, but I feel like really take advantage of that. You'd have to let people uh, play for longer than a quarter's worth. That's true, but I mean, a lot of these games or these new barcades, I, I doubt they're making their money on the quarters, right? It's the the alcohol and everything like that. You know, we went to Updown, we put in, I think Chase stuck in like twenty bucks, and we got like five hundred tokens out of it or something like that. Like it's a pity. Right. So they're just there to keep feeding into the games. 
That's so true. I think that the, the model changes now, so you can have these crazy open-ended games where you're, are, you're, you're hanging out together playing the game and then drinking, and that's what actually the, where the money comes from. Yeah, so somebody should set up a bar and then just put a shit ton of computers in it. And oh. is that what, isn't that like oh. what Korean cyber cafes are like these days? I, I've never been to one. I'd love to go to Korea, but I haven't. Me too. I, I can honestly say I haven't. I don't know. We'll find time, and then we'll just spend all of our time hanging out at the cyber cafes. Yeah, or we could go to the Tokyo Olympics, and then... Uh, Yes, that's very good. Mm. Except I've heard that Japanese arcades are actually kind of garbage because it's like all, like people are smoking well, you and know, it's gross. we're on that side of the world. We might as well just go to Korea too, right? But you got to check it out. <laughs> mm. All right, has our, has our well run dry? We've, we've hit the golden idea, which is open-ended games in arcades. Yeah, that, that's, that's actually a really kind of a, kind of a cool. That's concept. such a dope idea. Yeah. That's the mm. way to do it. Yeah, so like just just opening a like, can you imagine opening a bar on Welch that is just like computers in it and a bar? I can't because college kids are the worst. But I can totally see you doing it like in Des Moines or like here in Minneapolis, something like that, and having like like being in Uptown and like having yeah. people come and hang out and it being really a really good time. It would be a totally it would be a totally different dynamic in a, in a bar in a bar like that. Yeah. It, it could be really cool. I mean, there's like there's there's the public places where you can go, like the Fantasy Flight Game Center, where you can play like board games for free with a bunch of people like that. Like, do something similar for 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 uh, an open ended arcade, like a Minecraft Cyber Cafe, would just be dope. Oh, oh, that is an amazing idea, man. They should. Has, I wonder if anybody's ever even tried to do that before. Like, it seems like I such don't know. A, like if anybody had this conversation for the length of time that we've had this conversation, they would have and come up with the, that idea already. That'd be really cool. You could have like the the game to, like every computer all logs into the same server, so like that server exists only in that one physical location. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right. So like, this what would awesome. you do about griefing in that case? Hmm. I think you just let it be. be. Just let it be. But then, I feel like a, a big part of Minecraft is the the permanence of what you create in it and you can sort of like leave it behind and see how other people riff on it but like right hmm. no it's exactly right and now griefing just becomes part of that you'd have I, I would imagine regulars who would sort of come in and take care of the world and get rid of any penises and that kind of thing but like in general it would just be like a free-for-all and whatever you put out there is you know what stays as long as you were sort of within the uh the group norms right yeah yeah now well, it's just like I, real I life be just interesting to interesting to see how but people are bigger people are bigger dicks in cyberspace than they are in real life yeah, that's actually a really good point. I wonder if there would be any, that much griefing if, like, you can look around and see all the other people in the room with you. Yeah, man. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good question. Hmm. hmm. Anyway, <laughs> you can find show notes for this episode at http colon slash slash www.interface.fm. Uh, Ian says other things at this point, but I usually zone out when he says them, so I don't really know what goes on. Uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at underscore interface FM. Uh, Reddit, we have a Reddit. Uh, Facebook. Is there a Facebook? Oh yeah, there's a Facebook too, and we have an email address. We have a shiny new email address. You send us emails at hello at interface FM. Interface. Okay, cool. I'll do that. I'm gonna Thank do you. that. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they go straight to my unified inbox on my computer, so send me all the spam you don't want, so I have to deal with it instead. Great. I'll do that. Uh, oh, and we release, uh, uh, we release every Monday, on the Monday, like clockwork. 
Chase here, because Andrew invoked my name, I get at least 30 seconds to respond. Here it goes. So, when I was growing up, I played a lot of land games, mostly on PC, although I loved Halo as well. Stay tuned for future gaming shows on that. Uh, measuring aggression within media effects, talking about how co-op versus online play could be different levels of aggression, is a huge trap. Okay, face of Helix Kamnik. I said it was spoofed. Colin said it was real at the arcade. The guy next to us swore he remembered it growing up. I owed Colin. Now apparently I'm right. Colin, you owe me a quarter. Aubrey, I tried to have her start playing video games on the Nintendo, but the D-pad was too hard to push, so we're playing on the Wii U first. And you can play old games using the joystick on the Wii U pad. That works really well. And lastly, Andrew joked about removing penises within a Minecraft MMO, but the reason that LEGO Universe shut down partly was because they had to remove so many LEGO penises. Okay, see you guys later.